Hi there, my name is Miriam, and I'm the host of the motivational Miriam Talks podcast. By day, I work as a quantitative analyst for a financial institution. For the longest, I've always enjoyed uplifting people, especially when they were down. I decided to create this podcast so that I can inspire and motivate people to live their life to the fullest without any regrets. Every week, I talk about subjects that will either teach you something or motivate you to do something. Welcome to my podcast. It is a pleasure to have you here. This is episode four. Today, we are talking about first job out of college, expectation versus reality. I will use my own experience to share with you a few things you need to keep in mind as you are starting your very first full-time job. All right, so I started working full-time last year in February. So now it's been over a year that I work at the bank now. And I still remember when I joined the team, I thought it was so fascinating how people in my team were in different locations, like New York, Charlotte, and you know New Jersey, and some in Atlanta. And it was just so mind-blowing how technology was used to connect all of us. I thought that was so cool when I first started. When I started, after a month, we were sent to work from home because of the pandemic. So I didn't really have the time to connect with people in the office, but I still had a good experience even then. Uh, I feel like over the last year, I was able to learn a lot. I've been challenged, I was able to grow, and I feel like I have few things you need to keep in mind if you are about to start your very first full-time job. So first thing, uh, number one, it's the deadlines. I don't know for you, but me, before I joined the bank, I was always thinking about deadlines. Like I was thinking if I miss a deadline, what happened? Like, do I get fired? I don't know, <laughs> I was thinking about that. So if you are thinking about that, don't worry. They're not gonna fire you because you missed a deadline. But you can try to avoid missing deadlines. So basically, when you work on a project, you you can tell if you are going to miss a deadline or if you are going to need more time. So as soon as you realize that you may need more time, you need to communicate that to your manager so that he knows what to do. Don't wait until the last day to say, hey, I don't think I can do this by this time, no. Once you realize that you will need more time, you need to tell that to your manager. Number two, training. I know that you probably heard people saying, don't worry about the training. When, you've got a, when you get a job and you join your team, they're gonna train you. Well, that is true to some extent. So of course, when you join a team, they're going to train you based on, the, let's say, company training that every new employee has to take. So you would take that. Also, when you work with someone, they probably like their work to be done a certain way. So they'll probably tell you, like, let's say, for example, two managers. So there's probably one manager who wants their work to be summarized in a table and sent in an email. And then you can have another manager who wants their work to be uh, summarized, but in a PowerPoint, right? So this type of training, it's, it's as if like the person tell you what they like to see and then you do that. However, when it comes to technical training, sometimes, if not a lot of times, it's on you. So basically, if you need to use a new technology, like new uh, software for any particular project, if you don't know how to use it, then you need to find time to learn that 
in your work time, right? So it's basically on you to learn it. So that comes with, so you have to be able to prioritize your work in order for you to be able to learn that new skill. Number three, I think it's working style. You know, when you work with people, you'll be able to know how they work. Some people are very laid back in a way that they're not super strict, you know. Let's say if you have any question, you can easily go to them. They're not gonna, they're not going to be like, okay, did you look here? No, no, they'll just answer. Some people also, are like, like I say, they're, they're just very open and they're not super hard on what they want you to do. And then there are others who can be a bit hard and a bit strict, you know, in a way that they may ask things to be very done in a certain way, or maybe they're, um, these people, maybe when you want to ask a question to them, you, you if you haven't researched everything, then maybe don't go, because if you do go there, then maybe they can be like, oh, you know, did you look here? So I think you have to, as you start to work with people, you start to realize uh, how they are and what they're like, and then you, you start to adjust to the working style. Number four, culture. I think when we go to job interviews, <laughs> it's funny, but we like to ask people, what is the culture here? What is this? And, I, uh, and again, I, I wrote a post on this on LinkedIn where I say that you can never know a company culture by just asking people questions or by just looking on the website, right? Because even if you see that the company is investing in uh, corporate social responsibility or, or let's say they're giving money here and there, you can never know the true culture until you join the company. So maybe right now you think that you have an idea about the company that you're about to join, but you, you don't because I feel like the, the culture of the company is essentially determined by the team you join because there are the people that you are going to be working with every day. So it's based on them, then you have a sense of what the culture is. So let's say, for example, me, if you ask me how was my experience at this internship, I'll probably say something. Then if you ask someone else, that person can say something else too. So we may have very divergent answers because we have different teams and different managers and different coworkers. Number five, asking questions. See, if you know me, you probably know that I like to ask questions. I never fear asking questions when I was in school. You see, I'm like those people who need things to be explained to them over and over before they can actually get it. Because of that, asking questions has never been an issue for me. If I have to go to office hours to understand it, I'm gonna go. However, when I started working full-time, I'm not sure why, but I started to think that asking too many questions was bad. Like I started to think that when I ask people too many questions, they are going to start thinking that I was stupid or that I wasn't good enough. And I really stopped asking too many questions. Like I would ask questions, but I would not ask uh, a lot of questions. So, and that's, that's really bad. I want you to know that if you need clarification, ask. If you don't understand, ask. And even if the person has, has explained to you over and over again and you still don't understand, ask again. Because guess what? You are better off asking a question that will help you solve a problem in 30 minutes than 
wasting three hours to solve that same problem just because you didn't ask for that question. Do you understand? So I don't, I want you to never fear asking questions. I don't care how your, your manager is, just make sure that anytime you have a question, you ask them. Number six, impressing boss. I don't know, but I think most of us, if not all of us, when we are about to start a new job, we have this tendency of wanting to impress our bosses. I think it's, it comes from a good intention, but I don't think it's really the right thing to do. Let me explain to you why. So, you know, like when you tell yourself that you want to go there and impress your boss, it puts too much pressure on yourself because it's like in your mind, all you care is what it's to impress your boss. And you should then you should care about doing the best job possible. So like when you are about to start your job, you need to tell yourself, okay, I'm going to work from the best of my abilities and that should be enough to impress my boss. So if this does not impress your boss, that's okay. When you start to say, you know what, I want to impress my boss, then the day that you, you're not able to impress your boss, it's going to crush your self-esteem, it's going to crush your self-worth. And I like to say this, never define your self-worth with your ability to solve problems or your ability to do a good job at work. Because the day you will not be able to do that, you are going to feel super bad. You are even going to question your entire uh, ability to, to work at that company. Because I know this happened to me last year. Last year, I remember I was stuck on some problem at work that took me so many days and I couldn't solve it. I, I didn't understand. I had just started to learn a new tool and I, I was really lost, you know? And I remember I felt bad. I felt as if I did not even deserve to be a client. I felt as if, you know, why are they even paying me? Like, why am I even getting this salary? I'm not able to do this. I was hired for this job. So I even questioned my ability of working as a quant and that's really bad. So that's why I want you to understand that you should not aim to impress your boss. You should aim to do a good job. Number seven, you have to make sure that there are two or three people in your team with who you have a good relationship. Nobody asks you to be friends with everybody in the team, but you need to at least have some people, some allies, if you're going to call it that way. Some people that you know that if you are stuck, you can go to them to ask questions. People who can have your back. And also, I think it's vice versa. The person can help you today, but you can also help that those people another day. But you do have to find those people because sometimes people are so busy to the point where you, when you want to ask questions, they may not be able to help you. But the other people that you are close to, they may not be able to help you at this current time, but they can suggest a better time where they can help you. Number eight, I want you to know that you are going to be stuck. Surprise! I don't really care how smart you think you are or even like how intelligent you think you are. You are going to be stuck. Okay, I didn't know that. I think I had a, I really felt like I had the right skills for the job that, you know, no matter what, I was, I'll be able to put things together. But hey guys, I got stuck. <laughs> and it, it wasn't fun. I think it's never fun to be stuck, right? But I got stuck. And I want you to know that it's okay to be stuck. And I want you to remember when you get stuck, remember that you are intelligent. Like 
Being stuck, it doesn't mean that you are any less intelligent. It doesn't mean that you're not smart. You are smart, but you're just stuck, if that makes sense, right? So you have to just walk your way to, you know, solve that problem, whether it's asking people, but it's completely normal to be stuck because you do not know everything, right? If you knew everything, then you probably wouldn't be at that current job or that current position. You probably would be at a director. I don't know, but when you are stuck, it shows that you have a lot to learn because we you know when you get challenged then it means that you're actually learning something so that's okay to be stuck right so if you ever get stuck i want you to remember everything that you have accomplished in your life just to know that you've got this you know like you are smart you can do the job okay but but you just stop <laughs> and also remember when you're stuck ask questions <laughs> okay number nine mentors so as you are starting your job, ask yourself this question. Is this job just a job or is this a career for me? These two questions are very important because if it's just a job for you, then you probably don't care a lot. You just see that this job as a way to earn money and use it for whatever reason. And enjoy your life, right? But if you see this job as a career, then that means that you want to probably work your way up to some director position one day. I don't know what's the highest in your company, but it means that you want to work your way up in that company. And that means that you will need to have some mentors. I can't stress enough how mentors are important in anybody's life at work because not only sometimes they help you with very uncomfortable situation because they've been there before you they know how to react to certain situation so they help you but they also uh, give you advice you know on how to progress on how to be able to get to where you want to go and so that's why i feel like you need to have mentors now if you don't know how to get mentors don't worry I'm going to do one episode about how to find mentors in your company or even outside your company. So stay on the lookout for that. Number 10, you need to have a thirst for knowledge. You need to be someone who is always trying to learn, always trying to improve he, him, uh, himself or herself. Be someone who is always going in areas where there is a, some knowledge or some learning for you. Because I want, I want you to understand that as you start your, your new job, you are going to be, you need to be in charge. You need to know what you're looking for because that way you, you will know where to go. Unfortunately, not every manager is going to care for your success or for your growth. So you have to make sure that you are in charge of your own progress and that you are on the right track to your success based on your own criteria and and your own goals. Be flexible. Be flexible because thinking change. I feel like as much as you can plan your, uh, your first job or as much as you can anticipate things, things will never be how you plan it to be because there's no perfect plan. Things change. There are so many variables that you can't even control. So so just keep that in mind. Everything is going to work out the way it's supposed, but not always the way you actually anticipated that to happen. So definitely my, my biggest advice for you is to always raise your hands. 
if you can if you have some free time and you feel like you want to learn something specifically never be afraid to tell your manager hey i really want to learn python can you help me with a project so that i can learn python or i want to you know improve my presentation skill can you help me with that so basically communicate what you want to learn so that you can get assigned to the project that will help you grow demos in summary make sure that you are proactive about deadlines also know that when you start your work you have different type of training there will be some that you'll be responsible of and there'll also be some where people are going to come and train you keep in mind that people have different working styles so you have to understand that in order for you to adapt to those and do not forget to ask questions anytime you are stuck don't be stuck for too long ask questions and again remember it's normal for you to be stuck because you are trying something new and you are learning as you are doing all of this also make sure that you have a good relationship with your co-worker and get yourself mentors and i think that's pretty much it i feel like i was this is basically all i wanted to share with you today i hope this is beneficial to you and if it is then Feel free to read this episode or this entire podcast. I would love to see the rating. And also, if you think that this episode would help someone out there, feel free to share it with that person. And yes, as always, it was a pleasure recording this episode. Until next time, you take care of yourself and stay motivated. I'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys.